You were parked in the vortex when it happened. A respite more for the benefit of the TARDIS than anything else, the ship having gone through a lot of strain and stress over the last few months. The respite was short-lived, however. Suddenly, aggressively, the TARDIS rocked like it had been caught in an explosion, and now the ship is in chaos. It chugs, churns, and groans as the time rotor rises and falls erratically. Smoke rises from the console, and the shake and shudder of the console room makes it difficult for the three of you to keep your footing. Every instrument on the central console indicates the same thing. The TARDIS is being pulled into a catastrophic space-time event. And like a storm chaser who has gotten far too close to the hurricane, she's using every ounce of power she has to try to break free of the temporal pull. What do you do? I run over to the controls and I start kind of like, I grab that the, the kind of big wheel turny thing and I kind of start turning that as fast as I can trying to like manually help push the rotors away from the event. Okay, so you're trying you're trying to pull away from from that event. Okay. Yeah. Um, I typically I, find I, that flying into major catastrophic time space events is a bad thing, so I'm trying to not do it. Um, okay. And good. I'd rather observe it from a clear, safe distance and be like, "Oh, look at that! It's really pretty," but not be inside of it when it happens. All right. Let's do that roll then. Go ahead and give me uh, ingenuity plus technology, and I will give you a plus two for vortex. Okay. Nice. Uh, I got a nineteen. 19. Okay, so that puts you in no but territory. You are uh, you are trying as hard as you can to give the TARDIS that extra push to try to pull out of the temporal event horizon, and it's not quite enough. The TARDIS is, uh, is being pulled in. Um, you're managing to mitigate most of the damage. You're managing to uh, avoid the damage uh, for the most part, and you are able to get kind of a... Uh, a visual of what is happening on the uh, on the little display on that little uh, VHS. Is it a VHS DVD? Of a sort of VHS combo unit that we. Yep. Did we ever settle on what that was? Uh, it was TBBCR combo. It was never actually up for debate. You just seemed to decide that it was something different and be really insistent about it in an episode that was never like. <laughs> it was I very just... strange. Yeah, I think I had fun just deciding every time that it was it was something else, and I think that was. But the, I don't the think right you'd ever expressed it to us until the episode <laughs> where then you asked me about it, and I was like, "No, it was never that. It never would have been that." So it's a Barbie TV VCR. No, it combo. still isn't. No. Still isn't. Sure is not. <laughs> you're you're able to kind of get a visual of what what is pulling, what you are being pulled towards, what the TARDIS is being pulled towards, and it is. Uh, it looks like a knot in the vortex. It looks like the vortex has kind of been tied in a knot around itself, um, like a like a, a shoelace that has been tied incorrectly. When you tried to loosen it, you still get yeah, that little knot. It's really annoying, and it's causing everything on either side of the knot um, in the vortex to kind of deteriorate. There's this deterioration that is kind of very very slowly spreading out from the center of this knot. As you are passing through it, you might be able to get a more distinct reading if you wanted to try and do a, a more detailed scan before you, you get pulled in. What, yeah. what do you want to do? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a scan of it. Uh, I'm, I'm sad that you explained the knot before I had a chance to say, well, if it's not in the vortex, where is it? Um, <laughs> all right. Chin, 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 chin. Yeah. Okay, what am I rolling? Uh, uh, go ahead and give me ingenuity and technology uh, and I'll give you a plus two for feel the turn of the unit. Okay. It's the same role as last time. It is the same role, funnily enough. Boy, they really should, like, revise the dice system in this game, since it all feels like it's kind of... <laughs> well, great. Okay, um, well, that time around I got an 18 instead of a 19. Okay. That is perfect. Um, you are able to, uh, as you are being pulled into this knot in the vortex, uh, you are able to determine exactly... Uh, what the cause is. The space-time event which is causing this time quake to ripple out into the vortex uh, is, a, is a temporal paradox. It is specifically the destruction of the same planet at multiple points along its own timeline. The planet is Earth, and the moment that you are being pulled towards is Sheffield, New Jersey, May 16th, 2002.
There is a loud thunk from the time rotor as the TARDIS uh, finishes materialising and the last of the smoke is kind of wafting up from the central console. Uh, thanks to your navigational skills, although you didn't uh, avoid getting pulled into the event, you were able to avoid any serious damage. So apart from some smoke and some burnt out uh, circuits here and there, uh, the TARDIS is more or less in full functioning, uh, full working order. Okay, great. Um, okay, so I, I swing the non-themed uh, TVVCR combo in front of me, and I take a look around to see if I can see any current event happening that is, like, possibly causing the disruption that is, like, the destruction of Earth. I'm just, I'm just seeing it as, like, any, like, like if Vogans have shown up or something along those lines. Like, I'm just, like, looking around for that, that type of thing. Yeah. So are you are you looking to just kind of look out the basically look out the window kind of deal like see what's immediately outside the TARDIS or are you looking to do a more detailed kind of scan situation? Yeah, I'm seeing what shows up on the monitor. So it's a little more detailed okay. than looking out the window cuz it's like what the monitor would be scanning for. Yeah, okay. Um in that case, go ahead and give me uh go ahead and give me ingenuity and you know what? Let's call it technology and give yourself a plus 2. <laughs> <laughs> or feel the turn of the universe, it says here. Okay. That seems that seems like a good one. Okay. Hey, that was a little better this time. That is a 21. Oh, that is that is a good roll. So you uh Thanks, I rolled it myself. <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> If you can't do your own rolls, storeboard is fine. Um you That's a good one. That is a good you've got one. a, you've got a combination of, info, of of different information here. The first thing is the camera feed from where the TARDIS has materialized, and you appear to have materialized inside of a man-made concrete tunnel. There are no windows. The only light is coming from dim, underpowered lights in the ceiling. There are pipes running along the walls, and uh, you are hearing through the speakers a faint dripping sound echoing uh, through the corridor. Um, the scan that you you have, you are picking up a tremendous source of uh, of power nearby. It is it is contemporaneous. It is not alien technology. Um, it's uh, kind of like, almost like the power output you would get from. I say almost. It's exactly like the power output you would get from, say, a nuclear power station. You are also picking up very faint uh, traces of alien technology, or at the very least, technology that is not contemporaneous. But you're not able to pinpoint exactly. Uh, what that technology is, but something, uh, something is certainly up. Okay, I think we might have to go have a look around because uh, this is not a good situation, and I think that we, we may need to do something about it. So, because um, I, I don't know about you, Travis, but and Carrie, but I'm a big fan of this planet, and uh, also at this point, Carrie, I think that you're probably like eight years old. I, I know maybe older than that. Um, I don't know how old I, humans are. I can't tell. With ages, you can be 65 as far as I know. Um, but would like you to keep existing. Big fan of you. Big fan of where you keep your stuff. So let's just uh, do it. This uh, this episode of The Game of Rastalon is sponsored by uh, Public Self Storage. Public Self Storage. Keeping the planet safe and looking vaguely like a unit installation since 1974. <laughs> I, th I think after that, the camera pans over to uh, Travis and you just see Gunther like grasped onto Travis as hard as possible because of all of the turbulence. Like mm. Gunther has like used me essentially to stabilize uh, herself. I don't appreciate you, you role-playing my cat for me. <laughs> Are you going to have claw marks in your chest for the rest of the episode? I hope not. I mean, presumably I'm still wearing the, the, the bomber jacket or, or the flight jacket, so maybe oh, yeah. maybe that's, uh, you know, light armor would that count as? Yeah, just Leather yeah, armor? You yeah. know what? I'm not going to have you have have sustained any damage to that, uh, to, to either yourself or the jacket. It's all good. Okay, good. Um, so are you heading out? I have a hard time believing that cat claws wouldn't leave at least a mark in leather, but that's fine. We'll do what we're going to do. Space leather. <laughs> it is space As leather. As I said, I think the leather just looks cooler now. It's got, like, cool scratches in it. Like, oh, is it some kind of space monster that did that? And you'd be like, it yeah, technically. Yeah, it was a Florkin. Technically, yeah. But Travis wouldn't know what a Florkin is, so. Well, Travis might know what a Florkin is. I don't know how old. I don't know. Does Captain Marvel with Florkins tape that far back? Anyway, I don't think so. Um, no. All right. <clears throat> Dan doesn't know. Travis would. <laughs> Travis is a librarian, so. All right, you uh, you step out of the TARDIS into this kind of stone, kind of, we'll say stone, this kind of concrete uh, 
construction. And actually, I'm going to have Travis. Um, I want you to give me a. I want you to do a check. I want you to do an awareness and we'll call it knowledge check. Awareness and knowledge sounds sounds good. Uh, is this to figure out sort of where we are? Yeah. Can I include my sense of direction? You absolutely can. I'll give you a plus two for that. Okay. Also, I'll give you another plus two because you are on home turf. Well, it's good because uh, that puts my base at a 13 and then I rolled a three on top of it. So oh. 16. Uh, that's good. Okay, so you uh, you know exactly where you are. You you may have even gone on a, like a school tour here when you were very, very young, maybe when it first opened. This is the Sheffield Nuclear Power Station. This is a power station that is kind of uh, not in the heart of Sheffield, but is near near the town. There's a lot of people who work at the power station who who live in Sheffield, and uh, this is this is where you are. You probably haven't been this. This is where you started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were conceived here. The fact uh, no. that you're alive is a miracle. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, um, but crucially, you know that this is where your father uh, works or worked the last time you were here. I'm glad that I'm glad I had to do a roll to see if he knows where his dad works. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. We're, we're in the out of bounds section, so okay. you know we got to figure it out from there. So, uh, good news. I know where we are, and we are in a nuclear plant. And if the world's going to end, then this probably seems like the worst place to be. Oh, did you just piece the? I I knew the nuclear thing like five. Okay, sorry, I should have brought it up. I thought I thought it was obvious. I didn't know that it needed to be spelled out. I'm sorry. I uh, will be better about explaining things. That's fine. I mean, there's just something we should know. Um, my dad works here, and you said it's 2002. 2000. It's May 16th, 2002. Well, did the doctor relay that? Does the or, doctor know that information, or was that narration yeah, yeah, you, information? Okay. The doctor knows that it's May 16th, 2002. So, I have so, explained to you that it's May 16th, 2002. Yeah. So um, my dad may not have seen me in years, so this could turn into something. So I don't really have a good excuse. Right. You know, last I told him I was traveling and now I'm just going to show up at his place of work. So just tell him you've been traveling a lot more. Um, yeah, one of the things you're also noticing about this corridor is you're not hearing the sounds of people. There's not a lot of talking happening. There's not a lot of footsteps. There's uh, no sound reverberating of like hearty chuckles in the break room or people hard at work. All you are hearing is kind of the low-level hum of power. There's the halogen lamps above you, um, and there's that dripping off in the distance. And the corridor you're in kind of stretches off to a T-junction, uh, kind of north of where you are presently. Is that the direction we want to go? Um, I, I don't I don't know this. I know I've been here before, so I don't know how to tell you which way to go. Sorry, I'm so used to following you. It's so weird for me to be somewhere that I know for a change. Right. So which which way do you dad then? Uh, um, I think this way. And I start heading towards that T-junction because, yeah, I've, I haven't been in the bowels of this place before. <laughs> All right. There, as you reach the T-junction, there is signage uh, indicating that to the left or the west is a security checkpoint, and to the right uh, appears to lead towards the reactor. All right, well, I'm not a big fan of security checkpoints, so I'm going to go this way. Um, do you want to try to find your dad and make sure he's safe? Uh, side question, what, what does my dad do here? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good question. Um, let does me, he work let in Sector 7G? Does, is he a, <laughs> a low-level drone? Let's ask the expert. Uh, Dan, what do you think Travis's dad does in a nuclear power station? As little as possible? No. Um, Lol. An, an engineer. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. actually know what nuclear engineers do, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say this. You've probably never been super aware of exactly what it is your dad does at the nuclear power plant in that way that I think that when we're younger, we don't always assimilate what it is our parents are doing that generates income um but you know that he works at the power station you know that he's an engineer of some description and we'll keep it vague so that we don't necessarily have to outline the specific details of what a nuclear power station uh engineer does because i'm not qualified to answer that question okay oh, so mr killian mr killian he's oh. a trans sponsor <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess would an engineer be at the reactor direction there are probably a lot of places that an engineer would be in a nuclear power station, but the, of the two locations that you have, the reactor seems the most obvious. 
Okay. I, I think I think either direction we head in, we're going to get in trouble because we are in a place we definitely should not be, but Oh, maybe... I'm sorry, is this your first day with me, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna say, Doctor, if your first instinct was to go to security, then let's do that first. No, my first instinct was to go away from security. Oh, I'm sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, well, I saw a security checkpoint and thought, eh, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm going to go the other way because I think I'm already past security checkpoint. And so I'm just going to go that way. And then I started walking towards the reactor again. Uh, and I'm going to get my Sonic out and I'm going to kind of try to use it as essentially a rudimentary Geiger counter and make sure that we're not okay. walking into like a heavily radiated zone. And uh, also making sure we avoid any spoilers for episode two, Attack of the Clones, uh, which also releases <laughs> on this exact date. <laughs> <in history>. I <laughs> looked it up also because I was fairly certain that was the exact date too. So if you want to know where Dan was that day, I can tell you exactly where. <laughs> you start heading towards uh, towards the reactor and you, uh, as you make that turn, that right turn, you immediately see on the ground in front of you, you see... Uh, someone in a, a security guard uniform who is uh, appears to be lying unconscious on the ground. Oh dear! All right. Um, I'm not a fan of security, but I'm also not a fan of people being hurt. So I will look and see, and I will. Uh, I'm just going to do like a medical check to see if I can figure out what's wrong with them. Oh, see, okay. and then yeah. there's me who's like, I, I could go up and touch it with my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to perform medicine. I'm going to kick it. All right. Not uh, kick it, just nudge it. You know, it's like it's like when you're a little bit suspicious inside of a escape room of something popping out at you, and you just kind of nudge it with your foot, and you're like, eh. yeah. And then you get over the tannoy, you hear, over the the PA system, you hear the receptionist going, "Please refrain from kicking the objects in the escape room. Thank you." Actually, yeah, that that happened to me yeah. once. It wasn't exactly that, but they're like, "Don't use the sticks for that puzzle. That's you're not there yet." <laughs> I'm <laughs> not there yet. Amazing. Uh, all right, Doctor, go ahead and give me ingenuity and medicine. Can I? Can Carrie still nudge it with her foot? Yeah, I'll let you know what I will let you do that as a free action. Oh, ca Carrie, Carrie, stop it! Man can be hurt. Well, it's just, just making sure he's still alive. You know. Well. Technically, that's a fighting action, so Carrie's action would be last in the turn. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, I see I just, how sorry. it is. I, just, I take no, it I, back. It's not... It's, it's no, systemic. It. It's not you me. You ruined it. Uh, <laughs> so that would be 17. 17's very good. So you look down at this this person, you uh, you can see that they are breathing. They are... Uh, they're not dead. They're just unconscious. And uh, with that role, if you want to try and revive this person, you can do that. All right, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to try to revive this person. Okay, um, you revive him. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? I, I, I carry kicks him and it wakes him up. Um, no, um, I, uh, I kind of just like give him like a gentle shake and like, like a bit of a like like a like a gentle slap on the face, like a hey 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 kind of thing. Oh, ow, um, hey, oh, who, hey, who are all of you, um? And, uh, Who is alive? Uh, what? Uh, okay, this is a weird. Am I dreaming? Is this? Um. Is this... Well, I don't. What's going on? I'm sorry. I'm. I'm the doctor. This is. This is. Uh, Travis. This is Carrie. And uh, we are here. There seems to be a situation afoot, and uh, we are here to help out. <laughs> and uh, yep, I heard it when I said it. Um. And... <laughs> We are we are here, but you seem to have been unconscious. Did something happen? What's going on? I'm the doctor. Uh, hi. Um, yeah, I got. Oh, and uh, he uh, reaches back, feels his head because he got. He's like, oh, I got. Oh, I got whacked on the head. Um, yeah. Oh yes, I should mention, uh, doctor. You can tell that before you woke him, he had been whacked on the back of the head. Oh, great, cool. I'm we're, a very good GM. Yeah, we're, do Sorry, we're doing a lot of information <laughs> in the right Teamwork. order today. Yeah, it makes the dream work. Um, yeah. I'm Sam. Um, is this? Are you doing this? Um, and Sam, I think starts. No, reaching we just for... we just got here. I I helped. You were on the ground. You were hurt, and I just helped you. Who did this? Did you see who did this? No, they got me from the back. I gotta call the um. I gotta call in reinforcements or something. This is. They, hang on. And uh, Sam slowly gets up, and uh, I think he's gonna walk towards the security checkpoint. Just to check in, uh, I can check on the um, at the checkpoint. I can check what the status of everything is. All right, you 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 check with the checkpoint, and we're gonna check with the reactor. And I keep on walking past where where we were. 
All right. All right. You you walk on towards uh, a large door um, uh, that leads towards the reactor, and uh, you round this corner towards this door. There's this uh, kind of sturdy metal door with a square kind of porthole with the shatterproof glass that has that, that kind of hexagonal or that kind of that wire running through it. And you actually see, uh, as you round this corner towards the door, uh, you see this figure uh, stepping, uh, reaching for the door handle. And Travis, I would very much like you, please, to do awareness and presence roll, and I'm going to give you a plus six for this roll. All right. We're rolling to see if you've forgotten the face of your father. (laughs) I rolled a 21. Yeah. Uh, So this person who is wearing a... A boiler suit with the Sheffield Power Plant logo on the back, and has kind of thinning hair on the top of his head, and you can you absolutely do recognize kind of the silhouette of this figure, the the, the gait, the the posture, uh, all of it. Uh, the hairs, the hairs, the thinning is, is a little more than it was the last time you saw him, which would have been three years ago your time. But this is absolutely your father. It's friend He's Lenny. Walking. Oh, sorry. It's his father's friend Lenny, and he is no. Uh, it's it's your dad, Elliot, and he is opening the door into the reactor. Uh, hey, dad. Uh, and he he stops, and he turns and looks at you. How's it going? See the, fa- see the face of your father. It's... Huh. Oh, it's going to work. It's working. It's Look, so good to see you, son. Um, wait, b- before you think that this is anything that, like, I'm a hallucination or, like, a vision, I'm actually here. Of course. Okay. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt a very sentimental father-son reunion thing because it seems like it's very sweet and it's been probably a long time for you, sir, and like a minute for you, Travis. But like, um, what? I meant like a minute. Like it's been a bit. I didn't mean a minute. Like a literal minute. I meant a minute. Like it's been a. Sp- it, it doesn't look. I'm getting tongue-tied. Let's. What's going to work? Because I'm starting to worry that did, did you attack the guard in the hallway? Do you know what's happening? Who got it? Someone got attacked, but there's no one here doing any attacking. So now I'm curious. Well. Uh, Everything's going to plan, especially if... Okay, the way you're saying that also does not sound anything but suspicious. I hope you are aware of that. Um, what's going to plan? What's going to work? And why are you... What's going on? We're going to fix the timeline and, and Travis won't have died. Okay, so you're messing with timelines. That's not a good idea. I can't stress enough. Travis isn't... Travis never died. Travis is here. We we came, we came back, and we told you that Travis was traveling with us. Right, the letter, but that was, that was years ago. Right, but he, he's been traveling for years. No, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, after Awkward. that... Awkward. Look, look, whatever you're doing, Travis is here and he's alive, so you don't need to do anything else. Whatever you're doing, you need to stop it because... It's obviously not necessary. Travis is here. He's fine. He He's actually gotten very talented at some very cool things. He has a cool jacket. Look at that jacket. You want to stop that jacket from happening? Come on. We just got to... Whatever you're doing with timelines, I'm going to advise you to stop because I can tell you that it does not work out for you. Uh, hold, hold, doctor, I let me try something. And Travis steps forward to Dad, does Mom know what you're doing? She wouldn't understand. So that's a no. Okay, then you should know that this is a terrible idea, whatever. I don't even know what it is. But if you didn't tell mom, that's a bad call on your part. Oh, God. I just point to Travis when he says that. Like, this guy's got smarts, and you didn't tell your wife. I don't say anything. I just kind of point, like, Travis gets well, a star. We... I start digging through my pockets for your grape sticker for Travis, but I can't find one off the <laughs> We haven't really talked uh, in, a, in, a, in a few years, so it hasn't... Uh, I'm sorry. What? Well, after the after we realized you you weren't coming back, uh, things things fell apart. Um, uh, but but I I thought I was gonna fix it, but now that's a, lo- a lie, I guess. Oh, whoa. Well, uh, we don't, we don't have, a, we don't have a lot of time. We've only got like, we've got, we've got like a half hour tops. We, 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 um. What did you do, Dad? There was a, there was this man, Maddox. 
he told me you had died and that, that we could fix it, but it would take it would it would take it would take the end of the world. Uh, we'd, we'd have to we'd have to reset the timeline and and part of that was um the the reactor we've we've set it to go critical. Okay, well, let's unset that, and uh, if in the future, let's not involve ourselves in any plans that say it takes the end of the world. Well, we uh, were, we were gonna, we were gonna change history. Yeah, you know what changes history is stopping it, but it doesn't mean you should do it. Let's let's stop whatever you've done to the reactor. If you only have a half hour, let's let's not worry about whys and whos and hows now. I'm gonna ask you more about this Maddox guy in just a moment, but for now we need to stop the reactor from doing whatever it's gonna do to the timeline. Yeah. Do you uh quick question for for uh, uh, Elliot Killian. Do you still have your hand on the the door handle? No, I've definitely walked towards my beautiful okay. boy. So I would say the doctor and uh the doctor and Travis, you can see the door and you can hear this hissing noise coming from the door. Um and I would say that now uh uh Elliot is able to hear this and uh as you look at the door, you can see this this molten square of metal as the door handle is being pushed out from inside, um, and then it kind of slops onto the ground in this orange just a hot mess, literally a hot mess, um, as this square, um, non-contemporaneous locking mechanism slides into the place. And through, uh, through that porthole window on the door behind the, the brake cruise glass, you see someone in a, a balaclava, kind of a very, very early 2000s, uh, like a, like a, a skiing balaclava with just the eye holes cut out. Um, and the, these kind of very intense eyes, uh, looking, looking out at you. Okay. And I'm going to have to look hear... up what a balaclava is. So could you tell oh, me how to spell like that? Ski mask. Okay. Ski, ski mask. Okay. Yeah, like a, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, Confusingly, so it sounds like baklava, and... but it's not as tasty. I was, I was, I was it's... imagining something like, like armored or something like mechanical. Some... It's just, it's just wool. It's, it's like a bank heist mask with the eye holes. Okay. Um, and, it's a uh, fancy this... name for a ski mask. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know who invented okay. it. Uh, yeah. And there's this eye, pair of eyes just kind of looking like shooting daggers into the back of Elliot's head. And then uh, and then you hear this voice say, ah, oh, Maddox is going to hate it that you've gone soft. And he walks away. Okay, Dad, I want to introduce you real quick to my friend Carrie. Uh, Carrie is really good with a baseball bat. So do not do anything right now. Oh, do I have it on me? Hold up. Uh, nope, don't have it, Travis. Well, that's... Frankly, that's kind of reassuring. Um, uh, uh, and, and um, Elliot's going to move towards the, like, device on the door and take a look at it. So you look at this and you recognize this device as, as being uh, a, a lock mechanism that you were supposed to use yourself. It had been set in the room ready to use to kind of burn out the, 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 the existing lock, kind of the keypad lock and the door handle to secure the room uh, from incursion from, from anyone from the outside. Uh, but you took too long and you guessed that one of your colleagues, who I'm going to name... Uh, Zemo? Uh, <laughs> Zemo? I'm kidding. No. Yes. I'm gonna call Turkish him Zima. It's 2002. It's Zima. Uh, mm, he's I'm very gonna sugary. Him, I'm gonna say his name is Chris. Extremely uh, Chris, popular in Japan. It's true. Chris was expecting you to be there by now. You took a few minutes too long. He looked through the window. He saw what was going on, and he was like, "Ah, hell!" and took care of it for you. So you recognize this this lock. You're not aware of the fact that it is. Earth tech from the future, but that is definitely something that Travis and the Doctor would be at eyeball. Okay, well, the Doctor is going to try to use her Sonic to unlock it so we can get back in there. Uh, this is a bad news, good news situation. The bad news is it is deadlocked. The good news is there is a very recognizable little port on the front of the, the, the device that looks not unlike a Game Boy Link cable port. Oh. So bad news, bad news. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I'm on it. Hey, Travis, can you can you get your MacGuffin out again? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been such a while since I've pulled this out. 
You blow a layer of caked-on dust over the top of the Game Boy. <sighs> I'm uh, so proud he... of my stupid little gadget. It's just, no, it's fine, no. <laughs> just throw it's, it away. Uh, it's a Game Boy Color now, isn't it? It is. It is a yellow yes. Game Boy Color. Yeah, the other Game Boy ended up with Millie, and then Travis got yes. this one at the, at the meat market. Gotcha. Um, is this, I want to ask, so if you're going to, are you going to use the, purely the Game Boy to unlock the door, or do you want to, uh, double team with your, uh, tech sensitivity? Um, I mean, I would assume that it's sort of a latent trait that I don't turn on and off, so it would just be doing its thing regardless. Okay, cool. Um, so go ahead and roll for me, roll Ingenuity and Technology, and give yourself a plus four for that role for your technology hoobity do that comes out to a 20 oh that's a very good role yeah um it helps when i have got a 12 to begin with (laughs) yeah it's a good it's a good foundational uh stat to work with oh i'm Uh, sorry it is a 19 i I did my maths wrong no 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 no, no, 19 (laughs) how dare you how can you be bad at math (laughs) easily Oh yeah, yes, it makes sense. Uh, you plug the Game Boy Link cable into the uh, into the the lock, and then you plug the Game Boy Link cable into the side of the Game Boy Color. And while you are working on this, because of the way that your kind of digitized mind works, and you are kind of working in tandem with this device, um, we had talked uh, earlier in the week about what it looks like to kind of interface with a other device. And why don't you describe to me, uh, for the benefit of our listeners and for everyone else, uh, what that looks like? Sure. When when Travis is now working in the confines of his digital brain space, it's as if he's weightless in a completely black void and information begins to pop up as screens in front of him, which illuminate him in not only a 360 degree display but in a complete sphere around him and the more information that he is processing the further back the windows are to accommodate more and more and more windows so he's basically floating in the middle of a disco ball of information nice i thought you meant like on the screen of the game boy and then we started describing I'm like, oh this is so much deeper than that this is cool you are in this space and in I would say that there's kind of a timelessness to it when you're in this space. Absolutely. Um, but you are, as you're working in this space, there is a, uh, you realize there's a figure behind you. And when you turn to look at this figure, it is a very recognizable face. It is a face that you've seen before. It's a face that's kind of been uh, in your subconscious before. It is Norman. It is the digitized version of Roman that uh, was kind of sitting in your head a while back. I hit the X in the uh, corner. Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hello, it looks like you're trying to crack a lock. Uh, Can I help you? Oh, hey, Norm. Uh, Howdy. Um, well, look at this. This isn't uh, from around here, is it? And Norman sort of leans in and looks at the the window for the lock. No, uh, could you isolate all locking mechanisms for, uh, let's just say 2030 and beyond? I can't imagine it would be before that. Oh, yeah, let me crack into the old Mondazian doobly doobly. God, I'm glad I can scan still. He just pulls up like a little <laughs> digital filing cabinet and goes through all the little files, uh, like old school, like file tabs, uh, and pulls them out and goes, starts reading through some files. Oh, this might be the guy. Um, uh, could I get it on main viewer, please? And yeah, Norman throws the the paper and it turns into a uh, a window. Yeah, so the, all of the glut of information is further away, but I think when I'm processing specific information or something like that, though, the, that screen comes closer, obviously, so it can be read. It's like all this information is accessible very readily, but, you know, when it's time for the thing, it front and center. So you can see here, here, and here, and like the little bits of things turn into code and like change and highlight. Uh, this should be. Oh yeah, you can just transmit using the old. Uh... Great! If you could please unlock the door, that would be fantastic. Thanks so much. And I kind of pop out of the digital space and I turn back to the Wait. doctor. Uh, before you go, Travis. Uh, how 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 are you feeling? Uh, I mean. 
that's a lot that there's a lot to unpack there. I'm, I'm home. I just found out my parents split up. I mean, is that what you mean? Because I can't imagine that is. Yes, I was sort of seeing your father again. I can only imagine it's a very weird experience. It is. Hey, do me a favor. Can you, and this is going to probably take a while because this is not much to go on. Can you uh, do a check on Maddox for me in relation to supervillains, time criminals, basically people trying to destroy the existence of the universe, that sort of thing? Real or fictional? Real would be preferred. Okay. Uh, Closing comic book database. All right. Um, All right. That should should save a couple cycles. Yes. I'll, I'll I'll get right on that. Great, thank you. And so I now pull out back to the real world and I tell the doctor, okay, um, the lock should be good. And also uh, I'm, I've am i started a scan to find it Maddox, maybe. Oh, good. That's good to know. Can I ask how much time passed for us while that was happening? Was it like a second? Yeah, it was not, it was not a tremendous amount of time at all. It was, it was more or less like plug, plug, bloop, 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 bloop. Okay. So I, I think I think when Travis says I'm doing this from looking for Maddox, she's like, "Right, good. So the door's unlocked, though." Yes. Good, good job, Travis. Thank you for getting the door open, and yeah, yeah, definitely find out information about Maddox as soon as possible. Um, I'm gonna try and stop the catastrophic destruction to the time timeline. Uh, let me go in and, and see what happens, and then I, I as soon as the door is unlocked, I go rushing in the room. Okay, you walk in to find that same person wearing the uh, the balaclava, uh, pointing a very normal rifle at you, um, and uh, he looks at you and he says, "Uh, you think I didn't recognize who you were, Doctor?" Well, I can't say the same because you're wearing a mask, but I figured as much. Yeah, I'm the Doctor. Um, very bored by your choice of weapon. Um, also, stop what you're doing, please. Thank you. And, and desist, put it down, and no one will have to get hurt. Uh, instead of doing all of that, uh, this individual kind of leans, uh, kind of pulls out a, a little walkie-talkie radio uh, while still pointing the rifle at you and says, uh, this, is, uh, this is Chris. Uh, Maddox, you were right. The doctor is here. And uh, she's, she's trying to be clever. And you hear this, this crackly voice say, Ah, well, I, I'll be right over. You, you keep them entertained. Ha <laughs> ha. Right. And Chris uh, puts the radio away and is po- continuing to point this rifle at you. All right, I, Chris, else, I'm just going to let you know that I'm not a fan of having guns pointed at me, so I, you might want to stop doing that just for future sake, because I, I w- you will regret it at some point if you don't stop doing it right now. Uh, we've been we've been fully briefed on you, Doctor, and on all the, all your various incarnations, and usually the best way to keep you at arm's length is to keep you at the end of a gun. Well, then so you have not gonna... you have not done very good research. I'm just going to put that out there right now, but I'm going to going to let you do what you're going to do for now. But we can probably stop it, move on to the next part with the, without the guns, because just letting you know historically it doesn't work out well for you. But anyway, all right. As as you are saying that, two more people in balaclavas with rifles uh, enter the room, uh, as does uh, a a a gentleman in kind of a kind of camo gear, kind of uh, kind of large baggy kind of camo pants, boots. Um, and a, a, a not a not not well maintained, like slightly scruffy, wrinkly shirt uh, under a uh, kind of a, a green military jacket, and he's got his arms behind his back. He has a very severe haircut. This is a haircut of a man who probably measures his hair and cuts it each morning himself, uh, and uh, it's in stark contrast to kind of the scruffiness of his clothes. Uh, and he looks at you and he says, "Ah." This one. I was wondering which which doctor we'd get to see. Hello. Uh, how how are you doing today? Well, and I go one, two, well, three guns. So I'm doing three guns right now. So that's, if you know anything about me, you know how I feel right now. And I, I would like you to stop trying to destroy the timeline and let my friends go. This feels like the weirdest episode of G.I. Joe ever, Doctor. <laughs> yes, well... At the end, we're going to have a very good lesson about how to behave as as modern, mature people. So you're correct about that. Were we brought Doctor, Were we brought in to this room by these new approaching guards? Because I felt like that we were kind of outside of the reactor room. Yeah, they they came from Yeah, they came from somewhere else inside the 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 reactor room rather than 
up the corridor with you. So are you are you still in the? That's the question I was going to ask a moment ago. Are you and your father uh, and uh, Carrie still in the corridor outside the reactor room, or did you follow follow the doctor? In? As far as I understood, we were not following the doctor. But I don't want to. Okay. I want to speak for. Carrie. I don't want to speak for their characters, that. but I yeah. will say that like if the doctor walked in and saw someone with a gun, she would have motioned behind her for her friends not to. Yeah, follow I dig her. that. Yeah. But I mean, um, Carrie I would... can do whatever she wants because she is the heavy of the group. So I think that if, like, if Carrie <laughs> wants to come in and be like, no, I'm taking the gun away, I think I'm going to let Kate do that. Uh, Carrie, do you think that you follow the doctor in? Yeah, because I don't think she would stay with Travis and his dad because it's, I think it's a little awkward for her. Okay. Yeah. So the doctor and Carrie are in the reactor room. I would say the door is probably closed at this point. And Travis and Elliot, uh, Travis's dad, are on the other side of the door. And you can kind of see all this happening through that uh, porthole glass window on the door. Maddox just kind of chuckles and says, Doctor, you're smarter than this. You know we can't destroy the timeline with one nuclear reactor, you buffoon. Well, first of all, I am very smart. Thank you for recognizing that. Uh, But also, you can, because I've seen it happen, and that's why I'm here, so it doesn't. Well, (sighs) he sighs and he kind of... uh... Uh, motions to his gu- to to his soldiers and says, "Bring, bring them in. Let's uh, let's show them what we're up to, shall we?" Uh, look, we, <laughs> I'm, I don't have time for you to monologue and lay out your plan. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. So stop it. He stops and uh, he says, "Okay, well, let's let's try something a little different. Then uh, we've we're, we've known about you. We are briefed. I have." And he he pulls out like a little uh, futuristic tablet device. Um, and you can see like a like a, 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 a OSX screensaver of photos of all different incarnations of the Doctor, and he says we've been very well trained on you and what you might do, and I'm sure that some of my colleagues in other periods of time have had to stop you or have uh, maybe about to have an interaction with you. Who knows? Who can say? I personally don't care. I'm here, so I'm going to cut to the chase. We're going to shoot you. We're going to shoot you, and then I'm going to walk away from this room and destroy history. So I'll leave. The, I'll, I'll leave my boys to it, and you have a pleasant death. Ta-ta. And he walks away, and uh, as the, the three balaclava-clad military people with rifles uh, square their gun at you, what do you do? I think I I wait until. They fire. <laughs> yeah, I w- that was actually what I was going to say. Um, oh, really? Okay. Uh, I think I think the doctor has reflexes that are quick enough that I think that she knows they're going to fire on her all at once, and so she's waiting and timing it out. So as soon as they're getting ready to pull trigger, she ducks down so they fire at each other instead of her. Do you use your coat like a cape? Yeah. <laughs> um, Carrie's next to you. Carrie, what are you doing? Is there one within my elbow's reach because the first thing that I thought of is like crack at the face with an elbow I would say there's probably someone within an arm's reach of you you know what let's do it let's be spontaneous okay so the doctor's action is a doing action that is a non-combat action Uh, Carrie's action is I would consider that fighting action Um, and now we have to roll to see uh, we have to roll to see if the Doctor can avoid being shot at by three people. So You didn't uh, ask doctor, me what I want to do. You're not in the room. Doesn't mean I don't want to do something. What do you want to do? <laughs> there's I, there's a window. window. You said there's a window Watching. into this room. I've had a brilliant idea as GM. I, it's occurred to me that Travis might be able to see this through the window. Travis, what do you want to do? I want to do a do. What do you want, what do, you want to do? Oh, well, uh, presumably I'm still tapped into the uh, the network for, you know... At least some element of this. I want to. I want to save them with technology. <laughs> okay. Save them with technology. <clears throat> Elaborate on. Um. So, is this the actual reactor room that they're in? Uh, they're in uh, kind of a series of rooms that connects. They're in the first of a series of rooms that connects to the kind of the central reactor. Okay. Um. I basically want to cause a bunch of wires to go. Well, this is a terrible choice of word, but haywire uh, behind yeah. the attackers, like almost in a way that they were like remotely unplugged. Because presumably, I still have the Game Boy in my hand connected to the door. Yeah, and they okay. they did close the door, so the door is accessible again. Yeah, that is true. 
All right. Uh, so I'm, ba- yeah, I'm basically, okay. I'm trying to startle and surprise, and not actually, you know, to incapacitate them, but, you know. Okay, fantastic. All right, so let's start with, uh, because uh, the doctor declared her intention first, let's yes. have you, uh, let's have you see how quickly you can crouch. Um, go ahead and give me uh, coordination and athletics. Um, and what traits do you have? Let me bring up your traits document again. I don't think I have anything that would make me roll better on this one, except for maybe keen senses. Like I can hear the clicking of the. I, I can tell when they're about, when they're pulling the trigger. Like I can hear the sound the trigger's being pulled. Yeah, That'd be the only thing I, I can actually. Think of. Yeah, I'm actually happy to give you a. I mean, it's technically you're supposed to use it for awareness rolls, but I'm gonna give you a plus two for the roll for that because I think that applies in this situation. Okay. So coordination, athletics, that's a seven normally, plus two makes it nine, and... Okay, uh, that's a 14. 14, so so we're going to be doing that roll against the uh, the soldier's gun roll, their marksman roll. So put a pin in that 14 for now. Um, and uh, Travis, you are going to try and overload the, uh, the wiring behind terrorists. Uh, to try to distract them, is that right? I mean, presumably it would be for it would distract everyone in the room. But okay. yes. <laughs> no, I dig that. All right. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me uh, ingenuity and technology, um, and I'll give you a plus two on that roll. A uh, plus four. Twenty-one. That's a very good nice. roll. Uh, I, the way I'm going to do that then is I'm going to have the uh, I'm going to have the the terrorist roll with disadvantage. So I'm going to roll three dice and I'm going to pick the two lowest. I'm kind of borrowing a rule there from second edition a little bit, but uh, they fail. They do not hit. They absolutely miss completely. Uh, the combination of the doctor ducking as quick uh, as she did and the uh, the 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 explode the kind of the small spark caused by the wires um caused them to kind of fear up in surprise and they absolutely missed the doctor and Carrie Carrie um you now have an opportunity to whack one of the terrorists in the face with your elbow Riley uh after after Joe makes the move can I her move can I spend a story point to the remaining two that are not being attacked by Carrie, can I spend a story point so they do shoot each other? Because that was the goal that I had when I first started. Oh, I, I like that. I'm actually not going to have you spend a story point for that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to, but I will say because they're, they're, because they are surprised that they're probably going to like clip each other in the shoulders. So it's going to be non-lethal, um, which is the name of the game when we're playing Doctor Who. Carrie, go ahead and give me... Yeah, no one ever dies uh, on Doctor Who. No one ever dies on Doctor Who. That's how that goes. Everybody uh, lives. Go ahead and... Yeah, go ahead and give me strength Just and this fighting, please. Strength and fighting. Okay. Oh, what number is that? Sorry, my dice are faded, so sometimes I have to look up <laughs> numbers. Oh. I know the feeling, dice. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen. The light is off inside, but I still work. <laughs> so, so like I upgraded in a way, so I now have a dice tray, so that's really nice. But oh, nice. now I have just janky dice, and I guess that's. <laughs> but I'm I'm waiting for the perfect dice because it's me. Uh, and I'm obnoxious. I, uh, but I anyways, very 14. sorry. Fourteen. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'd say that given that the uh, the guard is shocked, I would say that you're able to clock him in the face, um, and that does uh, that does. Uh, knock him kind of to the ground and the other two shoot each other in the shoulders uh, and and kind of fall to the ground kind of clutching they've dropped their guns and they clutch their shoulders in pain like god dang is there that the doctor and I could team up and I use her as leverage and we do like a flying roundhouse kick together to like knock them out fully Oh wait, no, sorry, Riley wanted to do something after I I do something. Never mind. I well, don't they, want to ruin that. Well, they they gave it to me. They gave me the thing. Um oh, okay. but I think I, I don't think that I the doctor would do a flying roundhouse kick. That doesn't seem like in her character, but I think that she would definitely do maybe like a, a Venusian Aikido to one of the two that's still conscious. Um, and kind of what I meant is that you would be the center point and you would be the one spinning me around. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that maybe it almost happens without the doctor realizing what's happening. Like she's like, "Wait, what?" And like you jump and she just grabs you and like you t- she twirls. Like it's almost like an accident for on her part. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm into that. 
Awesome. All right. Excellent. I wanted teamwork right, to happen, uh, and now we have it. Uh, I'm going to have Carrie, uh, Carrie give me uh, strength and fighting, and the doctor, go ahead and give me coordination and athletics without realizing what you're doing. <laughs> okay. So I'm actually going to give you an, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to give you any negatives, but I'm not going to give you any buffs. I don't that think I would have a buff just, for that anyway, so that makes yeah. sense. I don't think, there's no way that I expected this to happen, so I couldn't be buffed for it. <laughs> oh, but a good roll is a good roll. Ooh. So I rolled an 11 on the dice plus. Oh, that's good. Plus my my uh, sevens. So that's an 18. 18 yeah. is very good. Uh, what a carry roll. 13. It's okay. Okay. You know, I it's just because that... my fighting's at a one. That's why, like, I'm doomed. I love that. I love that. Like, you are heavy, but you also have the lowest fighting. <laughs> I know. It's the just thing the best. I love about this is I feel like from the doctor's perspective. Carrie was going in for a predator style, like yeah, like, an arm <laughs> like grab the meme, yeah. <laughs> the meme, the meme arm. Yes, and then Carrie uses that as leverage to to swing herself around. Yes. And the doctor's just like watching in ab- abject horror as as Carrie is like sweeping the leg and kicking the two remaining guards <laughs> in the face, so knocking them unconscious. This is excellent storytelling. Yeah, excellent storytelling. I like that I have a four in fighting. I'm not sure I've ever rolled fighting in the entire time <laughs> that I've been playing this game. You're welcome. You're yeah, so we're welcome. saving that for sweeps. I still um, use it. Hey, so... we just did it. Um, yeah. Although I did, I rolled right. athletics, so it didn't matter. Yeah, we'll get that. Um, so yeah, all three of the uh, of the terrorists have been knocked unconscious by Carrie's amazing martial arts skills. I love it. And the doctor, the, the and doctor kicks. points to all three people with guns and goes one, two. Three. I warned you. And then uh, I'm gonna actually take their guns and disarm them. Oh, dig it! Like you can like disassemble them. Like pop out like the clips. The... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hit that button so it makes so make them explode like that one Beetlejuice action figure that I could never put back together as a kid. Yeah, that's what? exactly what I was thinking of. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. No, I think I'm gonna take the clips out and probably like disarm the triggers or whatever. And then I'm going to give one of the broken guns to Carrie because she doesn't have her baseball bat. And so this is yes. her new club is now is the butt of this gun. If we're in a nuclear power plant, we should find her an inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> Dan, you know that would be an OP item. It would save everything. On the other side of the door in the hallway outside of the reactor, Travis and uh, Travis's dad, Elliot, are, uh, have just watched this all happen. Uh what do the pair of you want to do in this instance? I immediately unplug the Game Boy and I get right in my dad's face and I'm like, Dad, do you remember when you showed me Back to the Future Part 2? Of course, it's a classic. Okay, and then do you remember the thousand times I showed it to you after that? It got, yeah. Okay, you're so the biff. You made me watch it a lot. Oh! You know... Changing the timeline is never a good thing. So, and I and and I'm like Travis is like mad, like genuinely mad at his dad, but then like takes a breath and then throws his arms around him for a hug. Yeah, and Elliot does that thing where he like hugs his chin into your neck and is like, he convinced me you were gone, and. I wasn't thinking straight. All right. A lot, a, a lot has happened. Well, no kidding. So you said we have a half hour. So start talking. What did you do? We've probably got about 20 minutes. Um, Maddox has the core wired up to some wacky device he's got with like a cool. It's actually a really neat like hologram of a globe. It's a pretty impressive effect. I think you're going to be like, wow, it looks very cool. Um. I was just like, oh, I don't know how he's doing it. It's like some kind of real life hologram. Dad, dad, dad. Sorry. End of the I, world on the line. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you know me. I just, it was, it's a really impressive machine. Anyway, um, so it's got like a bunch of like little dots on it, and we're one of the dots, and I think all the dots are gonna go off at the same time. Um. Okay. Look, are are you still running in the mornings? Less than I probably should. Okay. Well, come with me, and I take him by the hand, and I open the door, and I'm like, Doctor. Th- Carrie, formal introductions. This is my dad. Let's follow him. And I'm like, Hi. I'm like pushing him ahead of us. Like, take us to the reactor now. As I'm being pushed, like Elliot turns to Carrie and is like, "That kick was was very impressive. I just 
Son, your friends Thank are very cool. Thank you. You know, they're, I'm they're the best in the universe. Prepared. I definitely knew it was going to happen and was ready for it. That's right, Doctor. <laughs> I knew you can read my thoughts. This is just proof in it. Yep, totally. I was all on board with it and was ready to go. All right. Anyway, um, yeah. So if I can understand correctly what Maddox already said in the monologue that I tried very hard to stop him from doing, um, he. It's not just here and now, but there are other points in history where he's doing the same thing, or so, not him personally, but one of his organization. Uh, so we, I don't know if stopping it here will be enough, but hopefully other versions of myself are already at those points, because right now, you know, you gotta, you gotta act locally to think globally. Let's go. Uh, and then I start moving towards the next room. All right. Uh, you move into the into the next room, which is kind of the the, the core. Maybe not the core is the wrong word, but this is where the reactor is. In the center of this large concrete space is this large kind of uh, brown metal dome with deep rivets that bore deep, deep into the ground. There are a couple more of these uh, these terrorist people holding guns in front of that dome, that central dome that serves as the the, the central core the central reactor of the of the power plant uh you see maddox kind of leaning over what looks basically looks like a very nice ipad a very fancy tablet um and emanating from the top of that tablet is just as elliot described this huge kind of blue hologram of a globe with all these different red points uh, marked on the map, one of which, of course, is being in Sheffield, New Jersey. There's uh, there's one for Atlantis. There's one in Pompeii. There's one in London. They're they're all over the place. Uh, just a, a just a swarm of like, maybe two, three dozen of these red dots. Maddox, uh, kind of hearing your footsteps, kind of straightens his back up and kind of lets out a heavy sigh and and looks to the uh, the one, two, three. Four of you? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Yes, I'm good at math. Uh, and and he says, you know, this is really starting to become quite bothersome. Elliot, Elliot! Oh, finally! I'm glad that you're here to join us. Are you? Are you? Uh, have? Are you with us, or have you decided to side with what is apparently your son? I c- called that. Called. Called. I uh, didn't. I say. Didn't I say? If you stick with the plan, your son will return to you. Uh, and again, Elliot, I think, speaks up to the whole, like, the rest of the group. Um, he's, he's a liar. All of it's a lie. None of what he said is, is we've got to stop this. Uh, my son was alive the whole time. It, it, it's all been, we have to stop what he and the Fatalists are planning now. Uh, Elliot's going to try and, like, move towards what would have been his console in the whole affair. Well, that's going on. Can Travis uh, basically retreat into his mindscape for a moment and relay to Norman uh, this, not only this information, but also he's got a visual of Maddox now to help, like, parse through the information about, like, where has this person shown up in history, you know, where and when, to add to the search. Norman will take that picture of Maddox and it turns into, like, five different pictures of Maddox. And the one you have is the oldest one. Um, and sort of name and uh, sort of place and date information starts to show up. And uh, Roman says, this is, this is the end of his timeline, but it looks like there are other versions of him showing up. He's connected to some sort of... All those, um, all those, all those places on the globe, they correspond to various disasters throughout history. I think they're trying to unmake the history of this planet by unmaking the planet. Great. Keep triangulating uh, so we can get all those points and then consciousness back to the scene. Boy, if only a character had named the organization. And then, anyway. Uh... Maddox sighs and says, You know, Elliot, I really thought you would be one of the good ones. Your, your wife had left you. Your son is missing. I really thought I had a good grip. <sighs> Such a shame. And he pulls out his laser pistol, points it at Elliot, and fires.
Uh, Michael, you did have your hand up. Did you have something? No, I, I dance ideas better. Okay, cool. Let's just do that. <laughs> oh, can you make that. me a soundbite of that? I just need to play that every so often. <laughs> Should be your text tone. Yeah, um, that's my that's my ringtone for Dan. <laughs> yeah. Amazing.